I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Hey, how's everyone doing for Bridge the Atlantic? I'm singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli from Canada. And I'm music web designer Ross Barbara Smith from Scotland. And you are watching Interviews, a show where we learn from musicians and the professionals behind them. If you're new here, subscribe. Today we're joined by Tyler Smith from LA, lead singer of Danger Kids, producer, top-line songwriter, and co-founder of Band Academy. So, Tyler, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, you guys. No worries, man. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Three things. Okay. I am highly, highly possessed by music, as I'm sure you are and probably everybody watching or listening. I love it in all of its formats. Uh, I So whether it's like working on the artist side, on the label side, on the music creation side, on the, on the touring side, I just, my day is filled with music. Um, outside of music, I don't really do very much because I fill my days with either helping other artists uh, do their thing or me do my own thing. And I have a degree in creative writing. I sort of wanted to be a writer when I started out, which I've actually never told anyone that. And I sort of transitioned that into, I don't know, I think I found a home for it in music and and, uh, an outlet for my creativity there, which I think gives me like kind of a cool, weird, unique approach. And uh, as far as like the songwriting goes, the last few years have been really good to me. I, I've gotten to work with all sorts of different cool artists and different genres. A lot of people just think I'm a rock guy, but I work with like country artists that I love and I work with pop artists and I, I actually work with video game studios and do video game music and stuff like that as well. So I'd love to start um, by talking about the latest Danger Kids album, which I love, by the way, I've been rocking it all day today. Thank you. Um, Same. I read in your bio that um, releasing it was a matter of finding the right timing. Um, could you mm-hmm. go into some detail on that and, and also let us know what people can expect from the record if they haven't heard it? Sure. So it was a unique experience because I probably finished the record in 2015 and it, I mean, uh, like in hand, um, finished <laughs> and it didn't see the light of day until early 2017. And that there was a few things that we were doing there and it wasn't as much as we were actively waiting, but we were definitely trying to create the greatest opportunities. Cause I think as an artist, the, one of the things you want to do is you can't control how people perceive your music, but you can certainly stack the deck to the best of your ability. Right. So you can decide that this song is better to come out first and that this is a good time for that and uh, things of that nature. And so in our case, it was, we had the unique experience of getting to um, entertain a couple different like record deal options. We were originally signed with a label called Rise Records with our debut album. And they, they had reoffered us as well as a few um, bigger ones, like some major ones that weren't, the deals weren't, you know, very generous or anything like that. But we wanted to do our due diligence. And so that was part of waiting. And ultimately, we ended up sort of creating a label through our management because our management was the... I would say one of the the biggest thing that uh, really impacted our careers. And so we felt like doubling down on them. Uh, they're called Fly, Fly South Music or Fly South Music Group. Uh, we thought was a really good idea. And so we created our own label, cut our own deal. And I, I'll tell you this, it's not for everybody. It's definitely for um, 
people that are not on the passive side, you have to be very active and very motivated and you have to want to be a music person like us and learn each side of the industry, um, including distribution and, and really learning it and PR mm-hmm. and all of those things because you miss that, right? A lot is gained by signing yourself, I think. And then you also lose that room of people that are just chipping away for you every day. But you certainly do end up with creative freedom or not even creative freedom, but just career freedom, I think. It, all of a sudden, it, it really is your budget and it really is up to your brain. And you can either make a grave error or a, a wonderful decision. And, and the only person responsible for that success is you. And I, we've all been that DIY band. So to us, that sounded very appealing. You're also a producer and songwriter for other artists. You know, does that have any influence on how you work on your own material? My personal career highlights are the really obscure things that I just never expected. And it's just those moments that you don't think about when you're just a kid in a basement, like playing guitar going, I'm going to start a band. Like I, I recently, just last year, I got to do the theme song for like the new Sonic the Hedgehog game. And that was like totally random. And I, it's not like I reached out and wanted that to happen. But obviously, I grew up playing Sonic. I never thought I would be, you know, and they unveiled it at E3, like playing our song with me, like rapping in front of like a huge (laughs) crowd. And they didn't even tell us they were going to do that, by the way. That was a great experience. But I mean, artistically, writing does give you such a cool perspective, man. I I recently did an album for a band called Bless the Fall, and they've been around for five or six records. And I'm proud to say that the album that I did debuted at number six, which was really big. And and that was my biggest debut that I've done. And the full story is I toured with that band almost 10 years ago. They took my old, old band on tour. And it's just interesting how 10 years later, like we're all just still doing it in different ways. And so I found myself in the unique opportunity where I got to do that record and I got to sort of create a path for a band that's been around for five albums. I felt the weight of that responsibility. I did um, the last Falling in Reverse record, which was cool. And then they got mixed by Tony Maserati, which was really cool. So I got to go into like the guy who mixes Beyonce's like studio randomly, all for like a rock band. You know what I mean? It's just not the things that I ever think about. I'm a home studio guy. That's a really foreign world to me. When you look back, I guess it is interesting the things that, uh, the where the path has led me. Do you find that's just happened from keeping yourself open to opportunities and following like your gut feeling on things? I don't go around trying to withdraw from people. You know what I mean? If anything, Mm -hmm. I try to deposit and I try to add value to people. I don't hit people up and like say, you should let me write for you. Like it just, it just never worked that way. Instead, it's very organic. It's like we end up on tour and then we end up talking and I'm like, you know, it really is us like, we should just write a song and we're just on tour and we write a song. And then later on it becomes official and it goes through managers and labels. And then they go, Oh, the band wants to work with you. And then I get to do the record. And I, I take that as like the highest form of flattery because it's not really how I define myself necessarily. I don't go, hi, nice to meet you. Like, I'm a producer. I feel a big part of myself being the mentor, the side that wants to help the up-and-coming bands do it. Taking the focus off yourself and putting your energy into just spreading the knowledge that you've acquired. Like you said, you don't have to be the biggest band in the world to have learned a lot. Actually, what you were saying kind of leads into a question I want to ask you about your Mm. music education platform called Band Academy. Um, Can you tell Mm. us a little bit about why you started that and, you know, in what way it can help musicians? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a light bulb moment. I was funny enough, I was on vacation, uh, which I never really (laughs) get to do. No one gets to do enough. But I think it was that combination of just getting able to step away from the day to day, you know what I mean? And sort of look at the macro and the big picture. And I had this epiphany where 
I was on a trip with my wife and um, my best friend and his fiance, and it was just us four. And I remember thinking, I guess sort of those existential questions, you know, like, what am I going to do with my time here? Is this it? Like, am I, am I in a band for it? Because I, I feel like there's so much that I want to do and give. And so I'm like, what is it that I want to do and give? How do I achieve that? And I settled on this idea that my sort of life mission is to help people make great music. You also learn a lot of what you teach, you know, uh, psychologically. My, my mom, um, is she's retired now, but I, she was a psychologist. And so I sort of grew up always hyper aware of what I was thinking and why I was thinking it, I guess. And people message me on Facebook. People text me because I'll just give out my number. I'll just give out. And I realized that if one person has this question, I bet a hundred other people have this question. And it just sort <laughs> of made sense say, Ross, right? yeah, to, create, to create a place where... Everyone should have access to this information in the music yeah. industry, having been in it for over a decade on just on the professional side um, is just this weird, murky basement full of cobwebs and dark secrets and stuff. And I hate that. I was lucky and my hometown community was very supportive and we all wanted to help each other and everyone got signed out of Dayton, Ohio. It's the importance of community. We, we talk community. about that a lot in the show. You know, it's about community and there's room for everyone. It doesn't have to be competition. There, there really mm -hmm. is room for all of us to support each other because people love music and they want to listen to music and there's no reason why they just need to listen to one band. Yeah, there's not a, a finite amount of success out there. There's just not. And I've learned that it's the bands and the artists and the people that are actually the most similar that are actually the most compatible that end up butting heads early on i don't know if it's they feel threatened because they're so similar and they think oh you're gonna steal my fans i just want anyone listening to be hyper aware of themselves and their actions because if you help other people selflessly and you just make good music with good people and if you see a band that's good you offer them a show and they'll offer you a show and you guys can win together everyone's going to want to support the people that are cool not the people that are playing the cool guy contest i mean i have a group as well that i'm not sure if you're aware of called last man standing and it's a free facebook group and we're up to about 2500 members it's insanely active i post a video in there every day and, and as far as my uh uh, information you can find me on my socials it's just my name so my twitter and my instagram all that stuff is just tyler smith if you want to find more from us you'll find us on twitter facebook and instagram and if you want to pick up one of these shirts that marcio and i are modeling today visit our website and use the coupon code bta rocks to receive 20 percent off your order that's right. This episode was brought to you by our awesome patrons as well as Social Surge, your source for social media marketing and online music promotion. Check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. That's and if right. you would like to sponsor the show and become an official bridger, join us on Patreon from as little as a dollar per month. Not only will you be able to showcase your band or brand to our amazing audience, but your support will allow us to keep bringing weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.